0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender.
1: Hey, it's your boy, Silent Penis.
0: Okay, and also here with Ben Guyton, (laughs) known as The Dude Abides.
2: I can't think of anything on that one quick enough. (laughs) I, 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 I apologize for the letdown. Yeah,
0: and he's fired. Anyway, so um, <laughs> bye bye. This is episode number 147. We are recording on February 26th for release on February 27th. We were going to record yesterday, but to say, hey, it's just one day and there's probably going to be some info that comes out, so let's just not record. And literally 15 minutes after I said that, boom,
2: Batiste. Three minutes later.
0: Yeah, like it was like it was like I was like, Oh, I'm glad I really, really really waited. So we're obviously gonna be talking about Batiste, but there's also a bunch of changes on the PTR. Like there's a long patch list, so we're gonna talk about that as well. Before getting into all that, though, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We talk about Overwatch news and competitive and esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So uh, if you want to keep up with us, if you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Radio, and you can also join us on Discord, which is at discord.me slash buttons. and thanks to everybody who's been joining the Discord lately. Actually, if you've been joining the Discord... It'll be really helpful if you just say that you came here for Watchman Radio. That way, I can put you in the right group, and you know, you guys <laughs> won't be trying to use the LFG without permission. <laughs> and then we have to have an awkward conversation. But um, no, it's 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 fine. But yeah, if you if you just say something in the Discord, we'll make sure you get put into the proper roles. Uh, that being said, I'd like to thank any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for coming back and checking out Watchman Radio again. Whether it is your first real listen or your 146 real listen. You know, we appreciate you guys coming back. You're the reason we do this show every week. And i also like to thank any new subscribers, uh, which would be for, I guess, technically speaking, since we, you know, we missed last week, but Phil Q, Secret Pilgrim, Bender's Game 27. That is a, I'm pretty sure that's a resub, so thanks, Bender. And Refire, thanks for, you know, subbing to the channel. Really do appreciate it. No new patrons this week. We actually do have some community feedback, but because you know we missed a, a week of show we have so much to talk about and we don't want to have a one massive show uh so we're actually going to end up splitting the show over two days where today we're going to talk about Batiste, we're going to talk about um we're going to talk about the patch notes and uh a couple other things and then tomorrow we're actually going to record and do just community feedback because we have like two weeks of community feedback and questions and stuff like that and that can take a while. So like I said, today, we are just going to do topics. All right? We so get two WPRs this week, and then it's still looking like we're going to push out a community episode. So it should be three episodes by the time this week is done. So if you want Overwatch content, you got it. All right? Um,
1: that's not how you well, said it before,
0: before. That's not how I said it before. I'm being nicer now. I've had my chocolate pie, so I'm actually way more calm at this point. So... <laughs> That's a stream comment. You should have been on the stream if you want to uh, know about that. But anyway, quick update. Before we get started, there was an undocumented patch or an undocumented change in the last uh, patch. And it was that the low health indicators uh, are now proportional to the max health versus a flat 75 HP across the board. So that means you get the low health indicator at one third of your health. So that means 200 HP for D.Va, 130 HP for Orisa, and 100 HP for Bastion, as opposed to it getting to 75 health and then somebody having to, and then you, then you knowing. So the low health indicator is when your screen pulses red and you take a gasp of air, even as Orisa. I don't know why he put <laughs> lungs in her chest or a robot, but fuck it. Xenyata too? Like, you know, all lungs matter? I don't know. It's for but- swimming, John. <laughs> oh right yeah because we swim a ton in overwatch so um yeah it's uh now instead of you having to go down all the way down to 75 hp it's at 200 hp which uh yeah may help you manage your health a little bit better it might actually cause some people to start panicking a little bit earlier too uh so we'll see exactly how that goes if it was for better or for worse but yes that was a silent change that we did not make it into patch notes. Sometimes that happens. Maybe they forget. Whatever. It wasn't there. Either way, let's hop into Batiste. Not Baptiste. Batiste. Batiste. And we normally pick the names of these episodes like after the fact. The name of this episode is going to be The P is Silent. <laughs> because it is not Baptiste. It is Batiste. So just keep that in mind. So let's talk backstory a little bit. I posted a meme on Twitter. If you saw it, if not, follow me at Church of Ja. Anyway,
3: shameless, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, shameless plug. Hey, but um, so Batiste was an orphan. He was orphaned because of the Omnic War. This is the this is the Cliff Notes version. Orphaned because of the Omnic War. Uh, then you know, as he got older, he joined up with Talon to try to make a difference and he realized uh you know that Talon was corrupt that that's not the difference he wanted to make so then he left now last week when we didn't record they did put out a bit of a uh a lore a piece of lore like you know letter or post-action report whatever the fuck you want to call it and it's some uh, like some captain and Talon going to retrieve batiste so this is supposed to be when batiste is defecting i'm assuming and uh they, this captain wants to go get Batiste, and he actually wants to bring Batiste in, uh, alive, right? He wants to convince Batiste not to defect away from Talon, because he says Talon needs him more than ever. Um, I was actually a little disappointed we didn't get – I was actually very disappointed we didn't get the record last week, because I would have loved to speculate on the character. Now that speculation wouldn't have mattered. Like the part where they said he loves how Batiste can adapt to any situation, because obviously he's a tough opponent. He sent three agents to go get Batiste. The agents didn't make it back. Batiste just sent him like their uh tags or whatever. Um, or emblems on their jacket, whatever. Uh but he said that uh Batiste can adapt to situ- any situation. I was getting really excited. I was like, oh, maybe that means we're gonna have a hero that can change their kit throughout the game, right? Like that would be so dope. Like if your ability like when you hit, like you know, your one of your abilities actually changed your kit. Maybe it changed your gun, or it changed one of your abilities, or maybe you could do something else. You know, it was more utility. I thought that'd be cool. Obviously, that didn't happen, but you didn't get a chance to have Ja's imaginations just run wild with that. But either way, uh, that did come out last week. I s- am still thinking we haven't seen the last of that. I think there might be a chance that that ties in. To the next archives event,
1: yeah, uh, you read Maybe. my mind. I was waiting for a chance to say it. <laughs> well, too bad.
0: you don't run the show, so therefore I get to say things first, <laughs> but the uh <laughs> the um yeah, I think it might still be tied to the archives event, where I wouldn't be surprised because we don't have enough talent characters right to uh, i think for for them to just have a talent based archives event, you know, I think more than likely what would happen. Is you're batisse and you're accompanied with a few other overwatch members, and you're fighting your way out of the situation. That's what I think would happen if this is tied in to be honest with you uh because in the after action report, it's not like he said you know Reaper was with me or Widow Whitmaker was with me, or you know Doomfist was with me like he didn't say anything like that, man of course it could it could it could go to you know, a few talent members going to get Batiste, but you know, obviously he made it out, so it would like it would end poorly for them. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, like last one that they did, the last archives they did was really fun. Uh, and that one was Genji Moira, McCree and Reaper. uh and I'm wondering if they won't do something similar to that, another talon mission, uh, with a different lineup, including Batiste. Uh,
0: but that wasn't Talon, that was just Blackwatch. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, you're right, you're right. Well, what became Talon? You know what I mean.
0: Well, Genji wasn't on Talon. McCree wasn't on Talon.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but Blackwatch ended up becoming Talon later on. No. like I, Certain, I,
2: certain I, personnel of Blackwatch defected. Went to Talon. Defected to Talon, defected yeah. To Talon yeah. Right. yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> You got to be clear. You
0: got to be clear. People hold you to the semantics, guys. Like you have been podcasting for a while now. (laughs) You know
1: (sighs) they know I don't give a shit. (laughs) 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 I mean, what what are the members right now of Talon? You have uh, Widowmaker, Reaper, uh, Moira, uh, Doomfist. Uh, Is there? I don't think there's anyone else as of right now on Talon. Sombra, that's right. But she's like kind of in her own she's deal. like a mercenary
2: like, that does what she wants when she wants for talent.
1: Yeah. yeah and just kind of has the talent tag and does whatever i would actually like really like to see uh some kind of sombra based kind of they old i guess you would only do it with sombra which would kind of be disappointing because you know team play uh that would be a fun archives mission having something to do with uh infiltrating mm-hmm. somewhere to hack it and that'd be that'd be really cool or in my opinion at least you could do something where Sombra
0: infiltrates a system, and she makes copies of herself inside the computer system, and
1: then you have four Sombras. Boom, uh, done. That's, Hire that's, me. That's Hire really me. anime. That's really anime. <laughs> Which then again, I don't know. Uh, I guess you could probably the make Batiste something story work. story arc
2: they're... is straight anime, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they literally had an anime uh, intro for Doomfist. <laughs> that one was like... That's
2: they what they've ever done. That's what right? so they've ever done. Do that more.
0: Yes. And that the, the the Doomfist one, I think it hit a bit harder because you already knew that Winston was the one who put Doomfist down. Right? Right. So you kinda already had some backstory there that Winston and Doomfist fought. Winston won. But you actually got to see that. And you got to see what set Winston off. That shit was so dope. Ah uh, man now now I I wanna wanna get wanna back into it.
1: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just pause stream real quick, put it on. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, they did the dopest
0: one for my least favorite character. Of course. <laughs> Doomfist is your least favorite. Uh, least favorite. I will always I'll be Bullshit. forever. Oh shit.
2: Your least favorite is Bastion. I don't believe you.
0: No, my least well, I'm talking about my least favorite to play. Like I'll at least play Bastion. You know, I'll play Bastion. I'll play May. Yeah. I'll just I'll never play Doomfist. There's <laughs> like I I can, I can I can there's no situation in which I did feel you play the him before play the nerf? Doomfist?
1: Because he was so fun before the nerf, like so much fun. I never
0: found him fun because I play Overwatch as a shooter, not as a fighting game.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So I think they to keep on this conversation before we get derailed too much, um, I think they talked a little bit too much about Paris in some of these little lead ups to not include Batiste into Paris somehow Um. I mean, after Paris was released, then they came out with that whole teaser or that whole long script and it involved Paris to some extent. That whole that like, travel just, guide to Paris. That'll seemed, happen? Go ahead. I was going to say, they've never done that with any other map. Um, at least unless I'm misremembering things. I just don't remember them ever doing that before.
0: Um, The thing about... Pa- I think they're just trying to set some lore to Paris because no nobody's really connected to it like Widowmaker at the most but I mean nobody's really connected to it it's just a map that's it
2: yeah you know, I mean I could it? see that I think it's unfortunate then that they put someone who a lot of people don't understand that like Hades language in Creole is kind of based off of French um, so that might confuse some people um, because I right. think people were confused like speculation aside people thought he was either french or haitian um and i think the parisian kind of talk tied into that um now it seems weird that they're not going to go down that route um now i I thought like
0: before they showed him or before they mentioned that he was in haiti uh and i think i'm pretty sure they, they they mentioned that he was haitian haitian like that he was home in that that little uh article they did, or a little post-action report. But, you know, before that, I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe there might be something, but after the fact, I was like, nah, like, it's it's just setting lore. I think, I think it's just, like, just setting lore. But, I don't know, they have a whole writing staff for this game that I just feel are completely underutilized, you know? Like, they have, I mean, Michael Chu has been, right? Michael Chu and his staff have been with Overwatch since its inception. They have a ton of lore for it, but we never see it. Like, when was the last comic that came out? They even said at BlizzCon that we would start seeing more comics because they can push them out faster now. Yet. It was Bastet, right? Yeah, I think so. Bastet's not a comic, though. Bastet's no, it's just not a, story. a comic,
2: But it's, it's literature in a form of ex, ex, explan, explanatory lore. You know, it's, it's just a different medium
0: right yeah like, it, it is a, a different medium so yeah we did get best at and i do think that they could just push out more of those and you read them over time like that has to be super easy uh that they can you know for for them to like for them to write those stories i say super easy i'm not expecting them to pump out one every day but you know right. what i'm saying like easier than than the videos easier than the comics you know that, like you know, you have somebody draw up a couple panels and you put it to text, and that's kind of it. But just make it more meaty. I think you know, like give it some more meaning. You know, this the the step was mainly just like, well, this is why how Anna and Soldier hooked up, and how yeah. you know Anna got back to you know got back
2: into you know the game. I don't know if they're necessarily focused on a lot of lore right now because I don't think it does anything that's needed in the game well except quench the thirst for the for lore
0: that people have been screaming for for almost three years i mean but you like, how many people are screaming about
2: that right now like i think people are more concerned with the state of the game more so than they like i don't think lore brings people back to playing the game like they were i just don't I, dis-
0: I disagree because there's a ton of people who play this game because of the ideas that uh, that the game produces from a lore perspective and they oh so many people play this game just because they love the characters how many terrible tracers have you seen you know and their excuses that they love the character or they just love fucking tracer or they love fucking mercy like they love the story of the cat that that is a real that's a real thing that is in overwatch and that's something that you don't really see in other games like nobody's playing Bangalore and Apex Legends because <laughs> they love her backstory. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're doing it for the kit. Uh, you know, nobody's playing, like, certain characters in Quake. I don't know. Uh, I kind of play Caustic,
1: even though he's trash. Like, I like his character, and I like the way he works, even though he's actually trash. You like his kit.
0: <laughs> you like his kit. Like, I'm I like his character a...
1: design. And he it's does have kit, a bit of though, backstory. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the design, yeah. like, the actual design is actually kind of trash because his hitbox is fucking huge, but, uh, like, Right. But uh, that's- the thing with lore with this game is they're still releasing characters and content and maps and everything else. And building lore around that without giving away their future plans or writing themselves into a corner is really fucking difficult. So that's probably the reason that they're having such a hard time putting out new lore, because it, you do so many interactions with these pre-existing characters. Well, where was so-and-so when all this was going on? Right. You know you have this entire Talon backstory now, like that may be why they didn't do so much with Talon because Batiste was in the background somewhere. All right. Now, where was he during this thing of Blackwatch, you know, in this period, the the period that he was in Overwatch has or in the Talon uh, is completely undocumented. Like the most we have is when they tried to steal Doomfist glove or when they tried to uh, break Doomfist out and things like that. Uh, we don't have a whole shit ton of talent and stuff, and the missing period in there might have been where Baptiste was. Baptiste, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, they Blizzard has some of the
0: best writers in the industry.
1: Like, so it's like
0: <laughs> that. It's kind of their 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 job to be able to write into that, you know, type of stuff. I don't think, you know, you, yeah, they could write, you know a complete lore and just as they want to pick kits out they just pick the character that best suits that kit. You know, they they could do that. There were several ways to handle this. I know the the reason why we don't have like solidified lore is because they did not want to, you know, um what well, I say now I want to say write themselves into a corner, but they didn't want to dedicate to a specific story. Cuz remember like months 3 months after Overwatch came out, we were supposed to get that novel, the graphic novel right. that it, that would have given us a ton of information on Overwatch, you know, and stuff like that, but we never got it. They even changed like voice lines and character interactions because they keep changing the lore. Like before, you know, Moira came out, Reaper hinted that it was Mercy's fault that he came out the way he did. But right. that voice line went away when Moira came out because it was clearly now Moira, you know, uh that is is why reaper the way he, it, 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 reaper is the way he is because of moira because of her testing you know so
2: i don't know but I, I it's a for me it's a hard dynamic to wrap my head around that the fact that it's a it's a literally a pvp only game and so many people thirst so much for lore and i i get why because the backstory of overwatch is like it was titan Um, So it was going to be an MMO filled with like a rich universe and lore akin to most Blizzard titles like no one ever played Call of Duty because of lore. You know, Halo has a story, but I mean, people played uh, Halo CE because of the PvP. Uh, That's what keeps games alive. You know, fuck that. That would be
1: the only reason I would play a new Halo would be for story
2: at this point. (laughs) Yeah. But like people played the story and it's not like you played the story again and again and again when it first came out. You kept playing because of multiplayer. Um, so I, I just have a hard time understanding why you would play a PvP game with the expectation of all this continual lore like it's an MMO. Like I get it's a games as a service. Right, I, I know they did, but I still think it's odd to continue to expect it.
0: It's not odd if Blizzard set the expectation. When they announced the game, they had a full cinematic with it. They released several full cinematics the first year. They released comics with lore. Like, they're the ones who set the, they set the shit in motion. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, right. you know, they, they, they had, to, before the game came out, they had two full cinematics that were good and made you wonder about the lore of the game. They did that.
2: No, you So you're, I don't right blame people. That. I don't I just, blame people for
0: wanting more lore. Yeah, so actually, refuse live. He's been actually typing a lot in the chat, but yeah. can't get all into it. But he said it's because they promise shit and aren't doing shit. Well,
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's literally a hero based shooter, and when you have heroes that have stories, backstories, depth to them, like that's the entire point of the game is that yeah. these characters have depth.
0: There's there's a way to do it, right? Like look at look at look at how they handle Team Fortress Two, right? <laughs> like they put the game out and then they made those little shorts for each character but nobody's thirsting for lore on each of those characters like the little shorts were funny and that was like kind of the end of it you know like nobody's like oh man i want another i want another pyro short i want another spy short well, like fuck you, you know?
1: i totally want more tf2 shorts
0: even today <laughs> <laughs> not because you care about the lore though because they're fucking hilarious like <laughs> that's why that that's why it's not because you can't like oh, I, I wonder what happened to the spy did he fuck the scout's mom like you know like <laughs> <laughs> he totally did by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was my favorite one oh, that, no, that, right. that was my favorite one but um, so yeah like
3: the fr- from a, from a pers- <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you haven't seen meet the spy <laughs> I highly suggest you watch Meet This vibe. like it's it's it's, it's gold. <laughs> it's <is> absolute <clears throat> comedy gold. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll start moving on from you know the uh, the backstory bit. I mean, the backstory of Batiste, like I said, it's you know he was well, he was in Talon, and then he kind of he defected when he realized that he wanted to be more helpful, right? You know, well, he wanted to actually you know be more helpful to the world. I don't think it ever said he joined. Well, actually, he said he's going to defect. So it looks like he maybe he did join Overwatch. They could put some clarity on that. I don't know. I didn't see any Overwatch symbols on, but then again, who knows? Um, but yeah, that's his backstory. Let's just talk about his kit because that's actually what's important. I mean, dude's right. It really his his story. I don't give a fuck about his story. I'm not gonna play him just because he. Well, that, used to that be that's that. kind of my
2: point. At the end of the day, yeah. people's big complaint about Overwatch in its current state is about the meta and it being stale and comp being broken and it's not being balanced. I don't mm-hmm. think an animated short brings back all the people who aren't playing comp anymore that's my point it doesn't like
0: animated short doesn't do that but i don't think lord does
2: either because at the end of the day while it's a games as a service blizzard has funneled a lot of content over three years after only asking forty dollars of you once so i think our expectations as a community to be honest need to be toned down a little bit considering the financial investment that's been put into a game for only forty dollars for three years worth of service i'm sorry I played Destiny for four years. It cost me $250 to keep getting content. Overwatch, so, I'm still playing three years later for $40. The so, thing about the lore, I think, a, though, I think it's a give and take, you know? So the thing
0: about the lore that while it won't, it's not going to completely fix the game or bring a ton of people back to the game, it does re-engage a very large part of the community. It right. does. Like, it I don't reengages with that, a yeah. very large part of the community. I never said it was gonna like, oh, well, they got to do the lore and that's gonna fix the game. Like, oh no, fuck that. It's not. Like, it's basically like it, it does re-engage a bunch of people who got Overwatch because they liked the story, and there was a ton of people
1: who bought Overwatch because
0: of that.
2: Okay, so, so I mean, so think about say that. Go ahead, Kenner.
1: I was gonna say, think about all the nerds at the cons, all the cosplayers, all the people that are writing the creepy shit that's the porn guys like everybody uh, that's making content that's not like video content you know doing new character stuff like uh, Too Mad the kind of videos that I make that you know are inspired by him every time there's a new character he gets new content this new video stuff uh, that reengages an entire group and all the people that watch those videos all the people that go to the cons get to see these cosplayers things like that it may not bring them back or bring new people in buying the game but it puts people back in it's like,
2: you know, what? I think I'll play some overwatch. And that's, and, that's I, and I get that idea. But at the same time, they come back and they still play a game that they left in a bad state and it's still in the same state. Then it's artificial because they're, they're bouncing after playing for one hour anyway. They're like, Oh, cool lore. But the game is still the game that I didn't like when I left. And that hasn't changed. So I think like, while I agree lore in a background sense is important I don't think it's anywhere close to as important as gameplay because that's why we play a game is to have it be enjoyable. You know, you know how
0: you know lore brings people back? Look at fucking archives, man. Look at that shit. Like that is the most popular uh, event every I think every it's because it's fun
2: to play and it's PvE where people don't have to be as good to enjoy Overwatch. I think that's the, the bigger appeal. You can suck at Overwatch but still have fun because you're playing with your buddies against bots. You can it's play this fresh Hunt
1: with your buds. Fuck you! Archives is hard <laughs> as shit in the higher levels. <laughs> it is at the high level,
2: but I'm not talking about people playing at high level. Most of the people that are playing Archives aren't trying to like beat it at the highest level. They're just trying to have fun with their buddies and have a laid back time shooting bots because they enjoy the Overwatch universe and it's a very well tuned shooter. That's why people play shooters is because they feel good and they have fun doing it. It's not fun if you suck at the game and you're constantly getting dunked on. There's people you who know?
0: play this game and get dunked on all the time.
1: Yeah, like they just like
2: the player base is because people don't have as much fun doing it anymore. When they can just shoot bots, it becomes more fun than getting killed all the time over and over again. You and know? that's
1: why we have Smurfs. Exact <laughs> same exactly. exact same reason. Exactly. Let's yeah. just go shoot some bots.
2: <laughs> but if you're bronze, how do you Smurf? You don't. You play PVE. I mean, you there know? is a
1: there is an actual bots option. Going yes, to a game of bots, yeah. <laughs> and if there you're in are grounds, people who probably don't know that, that
2: there's bots option though.
3: <laughs> no,
2: this time it was a yeah. joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's move on to his actual kit. Uh, his gun is called the Biotic Launcher. It's called that because it launches biotics. <laughs> it does. It, it launches a healing. It literally
1: launches like just aid. globs of yogurt probiotics. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, Acti- so, yeah. like sponsored by Activa.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it does launch a uh, healing, like basically like a grenade. It's like, it's it's basically like a, a noob tube, but with heals as opposed to pain and tears. So <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, you can, you can launch, it's, it is a projectile. So it, it has a little bit of an arch, but it's AOE. So like if two people are standing next to each other, you kind of hit in the middle and boom, they both get healed for it. And I think it does. Actually, I should have pulled the numbers. I think somebody said it was 65 heal uh it does and he has 10 of them it's yeah so he has to like, when he reloads his gun he reloads that as well like you'll see him he actually has two sets of ammo on the screen his primary fire is a 3 round burst and if i remember correctly it does if you hit all 3 shots it does 75 damage uh so if you can get a headshot in on certain characters that's it's pretty uh it can be pretty devastating so it is a three-round, is a three-round burst on primary, and it is a healing projectile on secondary. Is uh, what his first ability? Is a regenerative burst, and it's an AOE heal. So it's actually a self-heal, but if you do it near allies, they'll also get healed, and it's like thirty heal per second for it goes up seconds? to one fifty five seconds. What did you that? It's one fifty total heals. Over yeah, 150. So, 30 heals per second for five seconds. Uh, So it's 150 heal total. Uh, He's gonna have here. We have something that we're gonna talk about probably pretty in depth. The immortality field, and this is a device that he tosses out, and it creates like a like a like a like a circular field. Anybody in this field cannot be killed. Their health can go down to a certain amount, but it cannot be. They cannot be killed while this thing is up now it does have its own health bar it can be shot it can be destroyed it can be hacked by sombra as well all right but while people are in this field they cannot die and then his last ability the exo boots it gives you a reason to crouch besides uh teabagging somebody you hold down (laughs) crouch and he you'll see like a little bar it's charging up his jump and if you jump boop he kind of flies up in the air, and you can combo this with his. Uh, well, you can just get the fuck out of the situation, but you can also combo this with his biotic launcher by jumping in the air and then getting those AOE AOE heals. You know, to an ally who may need it. All right. So, yeah, like in terms of like they they want him to be a main healer as well. That's why he he has a lot of healing output, but he's gonna be a main healer that's gonna really being a mix of fights i mean he's a 200 hp healer he can you know pump out a decent amount of damage he's not like other healers who you know they're beside i mean zenyatta is a is a cannon but he's a glass cannon right you only know, has 150 health total most of its shield and you know if he gets pounced on that could be lights out for him whereas with batiste i mean not only can't he fight like you know he, he pumps, pumps out the damage but he can he can self-heal himself you know uh, at least with the regenerative burst, so you can use that on yourself, and as long as they're not doing, you know, I guess they're, they're, most characters would do more than thirty damage per second, but they got, actually have to be hitting you. It's not going to save your life if you're being focused. That's for damn sure. You know, it's not going to. But and you also cannot. You don't receive the benefit of your regenerative burst. However, if you do get like you know pounced on, you have your regenerative burst and your immortality field. Might be a bit of a waste because Immortality Field has like a 20 second cooldown. So it's a pretty pretty long cooldown. And I think that's where most of the conversation about his kit is really going to sit. Like, I know personally, I would trade the Immortality Field in for a field that cleansed or made it so that you could not, you know, that status effects didn't, you know, affect you, right? So that, you know, if, you know, you got purpled, you know, you got anti, it will cleanse that. Uh, you know, you couldn't get knocked back, you know, you couldn't get stunned while you're fighting in that field. I'm just not a fan of a device that literally will stop somebody. <laughs> like, like you just can't damage them anymore. And like I said, it does take them to low health. So once the field is out, you know, you can continue to shoot them if they haven't already been healed up. Or um, you can destroy the device. So it's not like it doesn't have its counters. I'm just... I'm just not a big fan of it. I know, I think Kender you were you were uh, I think I uh, uh, uh had more of a problem with it than I did.
1: Oh yeah. Um I played a couple of games. Uh, I I got in a couple that weren't just all Batiste and you know, uh just self-made games with other people. And that thing that that field, it makes it so that the TTK that's already a problem in this game Is that much higher if you play them in a half Decent like comp that's kind of working Together which granted The the teams that we were playing off on Weren't really working together I mean this is like low gold area Just people getting together and trying To shoot shit right But uh it was definitely better Than what's currently in the arcade on PTR And uh What I found was that what you can do With them is throw the thing out During like Name and alt uh like reaper ult or uh not d ult uh genji ult things like that and it makes the ult completely unstoppable unless you have cc uh so that makes cc even more necessary in this game than it already is um and not to mention you know you can't kill this target you can't kill anything in that field so you just got free heals you know that, that's a team fight denied by an ability every 20 seconds um, if you use it in a certain choke, then what's the point of taking taking this engagement? If there's a full eight second window where you literally cannot do anything to this team, uh, if you already have ults, then it's useless. Then you're doing nothing but giving their healers ults. Uh, there, there's a lot of problems with it that I don't see. I don't see being necessary for this game. What about you, dude?
2: So while I agree with a lot of that, it's boring when everyone agrees it's all the same shit. So I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. Um, I think there's a lot of counterplay to it. Um, it has an incredibly long cooldown of 20 seconds. I think it only sustains for like three seconds. That could be wrong. Um, but it's not that long. Um, and like Kinder said, with crowd control, you can really like bait people into using it and boop them or yoink them out of it doing a lot of things to put them in an uncomfortable position to where there is a lot of counterplay to it um so while it is incredibly powerful um i definitely agree with that aspect of it i think it can be shut down um with some team communication some synergy um and it's not like it's going to shut down every ult in the game because it is on that 20 second cooldown um you know I mean, the, game wor- the game. The game. Wor- the it works around cooldowns on a general basis. So if you know he just used it, you're like, all right. Well, now I have 20 seconds to use this ult without him being able to shut it down. It just adds another level of depth and communication and shot calling to it. So,
1: yeah, but if you think about it, though, um, the best ability that I can compare it to in the game is probably Zenyatta's ult, which is Zenyatta's ults. Un, undeniably a better ability because it fully heals and it makes you almost un, relatively unkillable Uh and Unless it stops burst yeah and it, it doesn't stop burst so that's about it this ability is not an ultimate and you yet you have to bait it out like an ultimate you have to you can't counter it with burst damage because burst damage doesn't fucking work and if you do counter it with both burst damage that can also destroy the thing they still live like a like a junk rat tire or diva ult they still live through that burst or and you have to use an ult to counter a 22nd cooldown ability. So imagine having a less good Zenyatta ult every 20 seconds. That's really big. In my opinion, you get a person that has a lot of skill and has a lot of game sense, give them a month for this character uh, and give them a team that knows what the hell they're doing and figure out ways to use this. It's going to be fucking unstoppable.
2: Well, at the same time, though, on what you just said. There's a shitload of abilities in the game with way less cooldowns that absolutely stop ultimates on a regular basis. Uh, DM being one of them, the main culprit, it eats ults on a regular basis and on a, a two-second cooldown. That's just an ability and it counters nameless ults. A Maywall does the same thing and that's on like a seven-second cooldown. Um, shit, a Rhine Shield literally negates, you know, a good chunk of ultimates in the game and you always have that at your disposal. The difference so I hear what you're being- saying
1: there's the, the difference being that those abilities require some iota skill and they can be circumvented this ability requires little to no skill and cannot be circumvented unless you destroy that thing first which is a much taller order than it is to work an ult around a may wall or something like that if you know if they if you know they have a may then there's easy counterplay to that but if he throws out this ability you know a half second before you pop Genji ult or before you pop another ult. You're going to either have to burn another ult in it or figure out some way around it, and the only way to do that is to get rid of the thing. Otherwise, they're literally invincible.
2: Yeah, but that's also while they're in the cone. Um, The cone's pretty small. Um, I think it's like got a three-meter radius, maybe. It's pretty small. Um, So it's not um, immune to any sort of CC. So a well-placed Orisa Yoink paired up with a diva bomb kills the whole team. Um, a Lucio boop, um, a Maywall underneath them, pops them out of it. Um, so again, I still, I still think there's a lot of counterplay and I think this is honestly, this happens every time we get a new character, we all have pretty quick knee jerk reactions because we think something's going to be way too strong or way too weak. Um, you know, I- I'm going to give Blizzard the benefit of the doubt that they've tested this and they've probably seen, that it works kind of well. Um, and again, this is just me playing devil's advocate. I don't necessarily it, agree with everything I'm saying. I'm just trying to make it an interesting I was going to say, because you're talking about the same people who
0: released Brig with a five second cooldown on the stun that go through shields. <laughs> right. Just but when Brig, was, <laughs> uh,
2: when Brig was immediately released, not everyone thought she was incredibly strong. They had to realize that she was strong with a certain comp right. because and Brig I, I, wasn't that strong outside of 3 3. Anna was released overly strong, and no one even figured out how strong she was.
0: It you took know, them so like, no time to figure out that break comp, though. <laughs> like, yeah. People were running that comp. Like a, I don't even want to know if it was a week after it came out.
2: It took a while for 3-3 to come along um, because it was in Contenders when it first came out. It wasn't you talking ladder. about? Are you
0: talking about Goats? Yeah. Oh, Brink dude. Wasn't, they, but, uh, people Brink were running, they, it people were running three heels, um, a Hanzo, a Zarya, and a Reinhardt. Like when Brig first came out, and that was extremely powerful. That's why they um, they nerfed uh, they took away Hanzo's ability for his ultimate to be boosted by Mercy. So what was it? Like it was it was Mercy, Zarya, Hanzo, Brig, and like Zen. I think I'm trying to remember the comp we used to run with the
2: team because we would run that comp. Oh yeah, well, yeah it was the, the Dragon Ball. The it was comp. the Dragon Ball meta. Yeah,
0: yeah like that's the thing. Like every team like fight she, was
2: based around winning with Grav Dragon.
0: Yeah, like, and so like yeah, they're like she would break was definitely in that meta. Like she was one hundred percent part of that team.
2: I didn't say she was a meta, but she wasn't as oppressive as she is now. with people figured out goats and how effective it can be.
0: Yeah, but you know, yeah, the, we're, yeah. Sort I mean, I understand that goats is the devil and everything, and that's all that people can talk about. But she was effective
2: before goats. <laughs> she <laughs> no, definitely I, I, was. Yeah, I'm not saying she wasn't. Definitely not I saying that.
1: The whole thing and he did f- with her was you he would go and boop the Ryan and then sh- get immediate free shattered. shatter
2: yeah.
0: Or even like um, cause I think it was Fu that was talking. Because Fu, even when they were nerfing the uh, the uh, the cooldown on the sh- on the on the on the bash on the shield bash, I talked to Fu and he said the cooldown's not going to help. The problem is that like, and he was talking about from a grandmaster level. Mm-hmm. He says that second that the Reinhardt is stunned is more than enough for the enemy team to melt him at the grandmaster Yeah, it's the duration of
2: the stun, not the frequency of the stun.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't necessarily trust... I'm not going to say Blizzard's terrible or anything like that, but, like, when they push a character out, I really think they need to use the PTR as a great example of, you know, okay, well, maybe we should tweak these moves, and they don't do that. They only check to make sure the character's not going to break the game.
2: So... Right. Yeah. You know, well, and like yeah. I said, I'm just kind of trying to make arguments sake, so it's actually an interesting conversation instead uh-huh. of all just bobbleheading with each other. Um, well, when when you're right, you're right, dude. I'm just saying. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I got gotcha. um, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm the, just. I, I think it would be just way more interesting if it didn't just
2: stop you from dying. Like, I I, I agree that I think it would be better suited as anti CC. Um. I this is actually me saying this. I don't think it's the most broken thing in the game. Um, I do think there's interesting counterplay to it, and I think once we see teams try to work around it, it won't be as oppressive as we think it is. Um, that, but you yeah, know, that's I, I got. Go ahead, Kinder. I
1: was just gonna say um, at the level that we generally play at, which is you know between gold, platinum, diamond, uh, I don't think it's gonna be as bad as we're thinking, but we're thinking from top down here. Uh, at the highest level, there's going to be some serious, uh, serious circumstances that that goes along with that. People are people that know how to play the game at the highest level are going to figure out how to use this in ways that nobody anticipates. I mean, think about goats, right? Um, and at the
2: same time, at that high level, if you see someone pop it, you back off the fight and wait till it dissipates. You know, what's the point of engaging? It just kind of. Yeah, that, that's, the length, that's, it, it that's either a fight, complete area you know. of
1: denial for a lost team fight or they pop it in mid fight and say it's 3v5 or something like that. Pop it mid fight. Well, now suddenly you have the advantage and two people are down. And at that right. level, the focus fire is real uh, and people people die within a matter of two, three seconds. Right. With that, you have another full eight seconds to recollect, to survive and just do whatever the hell you need to do without worry of dying or anything like that it completely removes the pressure and it puts the pressure on the enemy team um that could potentially turn a normally one team fight into uh into a total loss at the highest level right just that eight seconds is long enough to do that yeah like I said, is I'm it eight seconds a- yeah it's an eight second uh, until you kill it
2: are you sure about that because i don't feel like it lasted eight seconds when i was playing it, it doesn't right? feel
1: like it in game i'm pretty sure that's what it said on the notes it was it was an uh, it was an eight second uh duration was that it was it in the batch notes? let me look it up real quick that
2: seems way yeah. longer than i it seems really long
1: in, yeah yeah like, when i was messing sorry.
2: around within in the training grounds it literally lasted like three maybe four seconds i thought i definitely could be wrong but yeah
0: like i guess i'm just not a fan of, a, of something that uh, well, even what Kendra said, it it, it really increases the TTK. And if yeah, it you does. Listen to this show for any length of time, you know I hate that shit. So <laughs> you know, it's a uh, I'm not a fan of it. The ultimate though is also interesting. The ultimate is called Amplification Matrix. Uh, basically, he puts out like um almost like a light shield. It's not a shield though. Like but he puts out this light beam or light wall, and if you shoot through the wall. It amplifies the damage of whatever the fuck, you know, whatever you shot out of it by double. I think it doubles the damage. (laughs) Right. Um, Uh,
1: I took it in practice range and the bots have what, 150 health?
0: I thought they had 150. Somebody said they might have 100, not 150.
1: Uh, I think it's 150.
2: It has to be 150 because you can one burst them through that thing with all three headshots. And it does 75 normally. Okay. It takes
1: takes two burst fires with them to kill normally and it, it goes down to one. Yeah, the first burst fire, though, takes them down to, like, one-fifth of their
0: health, though. That's what I'm saying. So it might be 100 HP. Uh, either way, who gives a fuck? They die real <laughs> fast. Like, when the, the Matrix is not up, it takes two shots. It takes two bursts to kill them. When the Matrix is up, it only takes one. All headshots, I'm talking about here. Like yeah, You headshot. just think of them all headshots. Um, so, yeah, like, you can basically... You put the Matrix down, uh, and you shoot through that shit, and, like, you know... And you can probably burn down, or you'll burn down a Reinhardt shield even faster. Uh, the Matrix doesn't move, of course, so that means you know, once if if a t- enemy team moved out of the way, which that should be happening. I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to happen in Bronze, Silver, Gold, and even some of Platinum. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, if you if you if the enemy team moved out the way, technically speaking, it's not as effective. But technically speaking, you got them to move out of position. So it it is it is kinda like zoning, right? So yeah. uh it can th- also stack
2: that... with other damage boosting potential. So mm-hmm. it stacks with mercy damage boost and supercharger all at once. Yeah. It can be pretty crazy if you have a comp designed around that. That's, I gotta be oh, I'm sorry, right, go there's ahead. your there's your lower time to kill Ja.
3: <laughs> I gotta
0: be honest with you. Um I think that they should have made the immortality field the ultimate, the ult, yeah, and yeah. tweak this like you don't leave it the way it is, but tweak this and make this an ability, you know.
2: So yeah, and an so stylosa did an interview with Jeff Kaplan today, and he asked him that question. He said, "Why is the immortality not the ultimate and the damage boost the ability?" And Jeff just ba- basically said, "Because of the cooldown, they think it works." Um, but they did toy around with the idea. Um, I agree. I think the immortality probably should be the ult because of how powerful it is. I was going to say it
0: wouldn't be the f- first bad decision they make. Won't right, be the last. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I, he asked that specific question, and that was his response. He said we messed with it, and this just seemed better. So yeah, I mean, like, in its current it
0: state, the, the the amplification matrix would be too powerful of a regular ability on a twenty second
2: cool. especially path, considering right? it doubles heals as well.
0: Yes. Right. But if you like made it smaller, you know, I think that would uh that would help out a bit. Um I mean, even maybe give it even uh, or maybe uh lower the amplification down, uh maybe give it a trade off so that, you know, shots you know, shots, um the damage of shots coming through from the enemies are lowered, you know, stuff like that. Uh no, I'm just spitballing here. But I think the immortality field, that feels like more of an ultimate and then you know they throw out the ultimate it lasts you know so many so much time and you can still destroy it like orissa like like orissa's uh um drums you know right. you, that that's what it, it would remind me of even though it would be easier to hit that because at least with the orissa drum you can sit on it like an egg but that one it sits in the air you know
1: you wouldn't be able to do that so i, you know, I mean the counter to, I don't the counter to that. that that they would have to do would just put it on the ground instead of in the air i think the reason they put it in the air was so it was easier to hit yes I, I I do think so and it's it's well. higher
2: than anyone's shields in the game, so it's not necessarily easy to protect it um it's pretty exposed so right right
0: so yeah, but i mean the 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 amp matrix that is gonna take that you you'll need to figure out you know how to best use that with your team. It is an ability that you need to work with your team i mean if you just use it for yourself. True, you're gonna be doing 150 dam, uh, you know, 50 HP damage bursts, but you gotta hit it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you got know, hit you gotta all three hit shots.
1: It, Hit all three shots. You know, so mm, yeah. That, and that's kinda- the, the thing about him too is this is definitely gonna be a trap to character or to people who just don't have the skill to pull it off because this is no doubt about it. There's, this is a very high skill cap uh, character, very high risk, high reward because you can do you you can do a lot of things with this character that have absolutely no value whatsoever. I mean, you can use your immortality field and get nothing out of it pretty easy in a fight and then it's it's gone for 20 seconds or you just not be able to shoot shit or or having a team that's not grouped up and using your heals. I mean, he can be very useless very fast.
0: But he's also he uh, he's this is going to be different from almost every other healer in how you position too. Almost every other healer you play the way you position, not Lucio. Definitely not Lucio. And not Mercy. Well actually no, if you talk to Fu, he'll he actually kind of agree with me. Um and if you're wondering who Fu is and you never heard about him, uh he's on to attack. He is a grandmaster support man. He is amazing at what he does. Um and that's what we're talking about. But he uh and he always said as a healer you want to position yourself where you can see your team, but the enemy team can't see you. That's how I play Anna. That's how I play Zen. You know, stuff like that. So like you basically want to be uh you want your effects to be felt but not seen. With Batiste, it's a little different. He can position like Soldier does, mm-hmm. you know? He can he can position like Soldier does and lob healing grenades down onto his team as he sees fit. Oh, somebody's hitting me. Let me back up a little bit and use my self-heal and then, you know. Still, he can use his abilities. All of his abilities are deployable.
2: He's going to you know benefit know? a lot from taking and holding high ground rather it's, than hiding from line of sights from enemies because exactly. he, can, he can defend himself. He can shoot. He can also reposition literally as often as he wants to with his oh. jump.
1: Well, the thing with him, though, is you can play him that way, and he's kind of designed that way, too, but his abilities are all death ball. All of
2: his abilities are
1: huge for death ball. Uh, But the
2: abilities on such long cooldowns means you only have to be in that death ball every 12 or 20 seconds, you know?
1: Mm, True-ish, but I mean, at the same time, that's the time when you're going to be in the fight. Uh, If you're (laughs) having team fights like you should be having, then every 20 seconds or so, every 30 seconds, that's team fight. That's your abilities.
0: All right, but he's, he can still heal a death ball from a distance while pumping yeah. damage. Like if I think, it, yeah, we'll see option. how it plays out. I, right?
1: I I think it's the thing that they were talking about. He's adaptable because you have the option to play DPS with a side of heals, or the option to be main support in the death ball.
0: Yeah, I think he'd be optimal getting high ground and stuff like that, and, yeah. and keeping it. You know. um Obviously, I think Widowmaker would still be a problem for him. Like, it's not like he can just say "fuck you, Widowmaker" and that's it. Widowmaker—he's a 200 HP mm-hmm. hero, right? <laughs> like, if, if Widow can get a beat on him, she can still kill him. Um,
2: well, not to mention like his in invo- the immobility. What the hell is it called? The thing that can't kill healed. you. The inward, yeah. The lamp. That thing. The lamp, the lamp is lamp. throwable, so he doesn't need to be in the death ball to utilize his most important ability. Um, and also the grenades, they don't heal him. So it does him no benefit to actually be standing where they land. So I think the most effective people that will play him will take high ground. And like the, the heals that he does provide with the, the shift ability are not massive. They're more to like sustain himself from dying, I think, um, where I think the main focus of his heels is going to come from his right click. Which again is better utilized at a little bit of a high ground position. Right. You know? Like you so. can
0: heal, heal, like take you know, you can like put that, some burst into people, like every bit of damage helps. You know? Exactly. So yeah.
1: and may yeah. have, they may have just made those abilities the way that they're made just to make them viable um outside of um or rather in Koth maps. You know, where you have to play semi deathball y things like that. Right. Because they they've had a problem with that heroes that can't do anything on Koth. I did want to step back to the amplification
0: matrix real quick because it is of note what this means for other heroes. And if you're a 200 HP hero, what kind of danger that puts you into? If you're a 200 HP hero on the enemy team, there are a lot. There's a lot of things that can kill you now. You better back shot. the fuck up. Yeah. So first of all, the <laughs> most dangerous is probably Reinhardt Firestrike can kill a 200 HP hero. Uh, and that's I think it's the most dangerous because it goes
1: through people, right? Yeah, it's got a huge hitbox and cleave, too. Yep. So, yeah. I'm like so to- excited
2: to see Grav and then this fire strike right into the Grav. Instant <laughs> hammer. Everyone dies.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like,
0: <PM. laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's going to be crazy. But run our fire strike. Farad direct rockets. One hit will kill you now. Junkrat direct grenade. One hit will kill you. Soldier direct rockets. One hit will kill you. Sim direct orb. So, that means she charges the full orb and then shoots at you. Zarya direct shot. So I think she's, they mean um, maybe even full, like a fully charged. I, I I have to test that. So uh, maybe like a fully charged Zarya secondary fire. Might be able to do that for you. Uh, May headshot, which I mean, let's be honest, I was doing that shit already. Cause and, a sniper she, now. and
2: she got a buff to her. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, Bastion tank shot. Uh, somebody Nakatu just uh, brought up in the chat but then again that's an ultimate right that's that's ultimate that's not just like a regular shot Uh McCree headshot an ash headshot a torb headshot a hanzo storm arrow headshot Jesus. you know and a zenyatta discorded headshot so Zen- so see, <laughs> you put We're the discord the on the boom
1: headshot meme
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you know that like it's a one hit kill like when that sh- shit is up do not just stand behind your Reinhardt shield because the Reinhardt shield is going to come down really fast. As soon as that goes up, you guys need to move out of position. It's like I said, it's a, it's a I think if it's used properly, it's a really good zoning alt. You know? Because everybody on the other side of that field needs to not be on the other side of the field. So yeah, put and put it's like,
2: not an incredibly big uh window to shoot through, so it's gonna be not really hard to get out of position of it um but it's definitely a game changer it provides a lot of interesting combos and dynamics to it
0: right so but yeah that is stuff that uh you should be careful of um we were gonna go over his synergies but i mean let's be honest we we need more time we need more time with the characters to see exactly how well they synergize it would be interesting to see what the community
2: kinder and i talked about earlier pirate ship's going to be terrifying with him oh, oh yeah. god yes it's gonna be terrifying with him oh
0: yeah because it would be it, fun against i mean really i
2: think it, any pirate death ball is is to terrifying <laughs> that's my point pirate ship's not fun now to go against him with a pirate ship is going to be even worse because yep. you you can get away with only running one dps and three healers on this pirate ship you will not yep. be able to kill bastion especially if he puts up the immunity shield yeah. And you literally can't kill matrix.
1: him. Jesus Christ, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> the, lamp. I like yeah. the lamp. You can no longer break shield and throw in a quick burst damage form him on him anymore. Like, break shield? Oh, well, here's the ability. Shield's back off cooldown? Cool. I
2: right. think one of the biggest synergies that we'll see with him um, is Orisa because she does very well in taking high ground as well. She's one of the few main tanks that takes high ground and does a good job on it. So I think the two of them together bunkered down. Um, They don't need to be with the rest of their team. They can hold ground without having to actually be on the ground. And then if you synergize his ult with her halt, that is deadly right there. And then again, the supercharger stacks. Um, Does So I I think you're going to see, and especially with her little bit of buff, which actually feels really good. I know we'll touch on it later um i think she's gonna be really really strong with him
0: yeah actually i was gonna say let's we should move into that now the ptr um report because there's a ton of character Mm -hmm. balance changes coming Uh, first of all armor beam type damage is now reduced by 20 percent when hitting armor damage over time effects are no longer mitigated by armor uh, and the comment is the damage taken by armor from damage over time effects such as Widowmaker's Venomine and Beam Weapons like Symmetra's Photon Barrier varied greatly. Uh Photon Projector, sorry, uh varied greatly. Now it'll be more consistent and predictable. So essentially I guess I guess it just means that it will do the same damage instead right. of being lessened. So um but a lot of people are complaining because they're saying this is a nerf to Sim. Dude, if you get to level three, it's not going to fucking matter. Like twenty <laughs> percent, you know that's the level three is one hundred ninety damage per second. Twenty percent is one hundred seventy one damage per second. <laughs> you know, like that's it's. Yeah, I don't. I I, I think I'm a, I'm in agreement. I like, I think it's fine. I think it it's fine.
1: Yeah, like, this is more I, of a nerf to Zarya if it's all beam type weapons. Yes, absolutely. And it's a pretty um, substantial nerf at that. Uh. Zarya. Yeah, this this hurts Zara more than it hurts Sim. To be perfectly
0: honest, at least Zara has to work up her damage. Sim, dude. I mean, people still are saying that Sim is trash, and she is not trash. Mm-mm. She is not. It is not that difficult to get to level three, especially after they buffed how fast you can you can level up her beam. Can, she's like, crazy strong. Yeah, she's really strong, she's and a, I think she's nuisance. It's balanced because. She is, she's a glass cannon at that point, right? She's a squishy. She doesn't have a a bunch of movement abilities besides her teleporter, right? If you want to consider that a movement ability, she doesn't, you know, uh, so, you know, if she's out there without proper cover, without the proper help, then, you know, she's, she can get killed. And I think at higher levels, you're not going to really see, you don't see that much is because, uh, you know, you can get more value out of another character, right? Rather than babysitting Sim you know, in like, you know, gold and platinum. Like, I'll I'll play with dude, and i say, hey, I'm right next to you. Just keep the shield up, you know? And Mm -hmm. then we cook a Reinhardt shield, and we start cooking Reinhardt, and we cook everybody behind him. Like, you know, that's kind of how those conversations go. Uh, So she's definitely, I I don't think this is a big deal, to be perfectly honest, which I think it just balances her out a bit more. Uh, The next is damage boost. Damage boost is now applied on a projectile is fired rather than when it hits its target. Previously, the effects of damage boosting were only accounted for if the damage dealing hero was boosted as they landed the hit. Now, damage is applied to the project fo- projectile as it's fired. This means that the damage dealing hero does not need to be boosted when the projectile hits for an enemy uh, for an enemy the for the damage boost to be accounted for. Sorry, which I, this is the way it should have been in the first place. Like if you listen to the prepare to attack about mercy, right? You'll see, like, you'll hear Fu talking about damage boosting Afara. And how when you heal the pharaoh, almost all the way up to the point where the rocket hits the person, or the rocket hits the ground. Once you see the rocket getting ready to hit the person on the ground, that's when you damage boost, and um, you know that's uh, when when the, the the damage multiplier is applied. This just this just makes more sense, and I don't know why it took them two and a half years to do this. I don't know. I have no answers for you. Jeff Kaplan can come on the show anytime and explain. <laughs> yeah but that's i think that's a good change knockback knock that back distance is now more consistent heroes that are flying can now be knocked back and slowed um so well, let me just read the bell comments knockbacks are now less affected by how the enemy was moving when they were hit instead of having a small or large knockback that depends on chance knockbacks will feel similar regardless of the enemy's movement leading up to the knockback allowing flying heroes like mercy when they use Valkyrie ability, or Devo when using their boosting ability, the propelled, properly knocked back makes for more fluid, realistic gameplay. I agree, but, like, is it more consistent in the large sense or the small sense? Because I think some knockbacks are ridiculous. It's just like, how did I get knocked back that far?
1: You know? Yeah, so uh, if you're moving with uh, the knockback, then you get knocked back like an incredible distance. uh, This is also going to be really good for Lucio and Pharah Boobs. Uh, because if they're trying to move away from it, you know, they're not going to move off to the side or not going to move over here. Even if you were aiming the boop one way and they were yeah. walking the other, you know, so now you're still going to get the boop where you were aiming, which yeah. feels better to attack her. But it also kind of hurts the counterplay for boops. That's
0: the part I don't like. Like if you knew somebody was trying to get a boop, you would move toward them as opposed to away from them. Now it seems like it won't make a difference. So I have to see how it is. Like, I'm already, like, I'm, like, some of the knockbacks, like I said, are r- absolutely ridiculous. I think I clipped me playing Lucio on, like, Iconball Ball one time. And I knocked this Reinhardt off of the bridge five times. Back <laughs> to back to back to back. Like, when he would come out, like, I would, I would be, like, kind of tucked away and he'd come out and start swinging, boop. And, it like, it just, to me, I was laughing. Because I didn't want to cry, because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense. I was able to knock him back so far. um I honestly think knockbacks should head to, they should deal with weight too. The character if it's a big character, if it's like a tank or something like that, I don't think you should be able to knock back a tank the same way you knock back Soldier Seventy Six. You know that makes t- that makes that gives you an advantage as a tank. You know that that gives tanks an advantage there. But hey, that's just me. Um, <laughs> Sound. A new sound plays when you land a hit while damage boosted, and a new sound plays when you land a hit but it doesn't do any damage. The addition of Baptiste. Oh, I said Baptiste. My bad. <laughs> Baptiste. We Batista. want to be sure that you can tell when your hits are being buffed or nullified, regardless of what hero you're playing. So that's a Baptiste um, change. So let's talk heroes. Anna, Nerf, Nano boost. Heal reduced from 300 to 250. Given Nano Boost and the heal effect that enabled players to survive longer and made Anna's ultimate valuable. However, it needs to be slightly less effective for refilling health pools. I don't think it's a problem. I I mean, it's still going to be used the same. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it'll just yes. be used a little bit earlier. So that chance they had of not getting the shit kicked out of them by a Nano Booster Reinhardt has decreased. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but it, it's whatever. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry over. It. I just don't think it was necessary. But yeah, whatever. Doomfist rising uppercut uh, and seismic slam both had their cooldown reduced from seven to six seconds, and the developers saying reducing the cooldown of
1: Doomfist's abilities should make his gameplay feel
0: more fluid. Yeah, Hanzo. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna
1: say uh, that one particularly. Uh, I think was necessary because when they nerfed his justified nerf. Uh, whenever they nerfed his ability to CC enemies while they're in the air. Um, the whole point of that was getting the kill, getting the armor, survive, having that survivability until you had your stuff off cooldown. Now that you can't do that, and it's exponentially harder to confirm a kill and to get more armor and things like that, uh, it felt a lot less fluid when you were playing Doomfist. Um, so I, I think that cooldown reduction is big for helping things feel Less, you know, it feels like you have a lot less downtime if you're playing Doomfist like he should be played. Uh, you're not right. just sitting there on the ground with your thumb up your ass, you know, shooting your primary fire. Right.
0: Mm. Oh, so, Hanzo's Sonic Arrow, his detection radius has been increased from seven to nine. Because of how dense the environment is on some maps, the Sonic Arrow can feel ineffective in some areas. Increasing Sonic Arrow's detection radius should make it more effective. What was it before? Was it 10 before? And they reduced it to 7? I can't remember what it was I, before. I
2: think so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Lucio, Sonic Empire. Soundwave now counsels offensive assists. The knockback on Lucio Soundwave is a great tool for pushing enemies into situations and getting them killed. So they should be rewarded with an offensive assist for doing so. Okay, whatever. McCree, fan the hammer damage reduced from 55 to 50. And Deadeye, damage per, per second increased from... 275, 2550 after locking onto targets for 2.5 seconds. Now you have a real, you should be really motivated to get the fuck out of the way of Deadeye or get behind a shield or something <laughs> like that. And I think this is this is more for tank busting, right? This is more yeah. to help him take down
2: tanks much faster. And to, and to break shields. Yes, and yeah. to break shields. That shield. means it guarantees a broken brig shield. True. True. So I don't think a lot of people have mentioned that, but I think that's yeah. a big part of it.
0: He says uh the developers say after reducing armor's effectiveness for all heroes, Fan the Hammer doesn't need to deal quite as much damage. Increasing Deadeye's damage after being locked on for a bit makes it more effective when attacking high health static targets like barriers and heroes with over six hundred health. It will not impact how dangerous this is for heroes under six hundred health, yeah, because you've got obliterated anyway. Yeah. Um so May, Endothermic Blaster primary fire damage increased from 2.25 to 2.75, 45 to 55 damage per second. Ice Wall health reduced from 500 to 400. This is what they say. Increasing the damage of May's primary fire should make her freeze and icicle move combination more potent. Making the Why? pillar of yeah, making the pillar on May's ice wall easy to destroy means less waiting for the wall to disappear on its own and more opportunities to counter it.
2: I'm sorry, if you can't headshot someone not moving less than four meters <sighs> away from you, you don't deserve the kill.
1: Exactly. Uh, there's these, a lot of characters on that combo didn't quite kill, and this is that's just fine. a huge buff to her. <laughs>
3: that's fine.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know fine. why.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying it's not I'm not yeah. saying that you know that shouldn't be the way it is, but that's the Dude, logic that they're having. There's a lot more interactions are, with May now that are gonna
0: these be. These are up. the changes that make no sense to me. Like why? Unfucking necessary <laughs> it's just like it's just not needed you've already frozen the target they're immobile they can't protect themselves and you you, you do a ton of damage to them and then if they don't die you freeze them again <laughs>
2: you do know say like that's it that's it no makes makes no reason. sense to me
1: no reason it makes May a better duelist. If you catch somebody out in the open, then they're because they're, she wasn't she's already, already like, one of one the best, best duelist in the game. I know. I'm, a, I'm just saying this is the, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just she saying it's is this like, the, effect don't kill of this the messenger.
0: Don't kill the messenger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not she's saying it's right. And you know? uh, I think that the reason in their mind that they're trying to to, to do this kind of thing is at the higher level, May has a much shorter amount of time to get the job done, uh, and this may make her more meta. Uh, I, I would assume it's 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 an obvious buff. Uh, and the May wall reduction. I I don't think a lot of May players, all three of them, would be too happy <laughs> about the, the wall. <laughs> I don't think they'd be happy about the uh, the wall nerf without some kind of other buff. And I think this is kind of makes it's her still more of a
2: 400 damage. And to be honest, most people that are effective with May don't typically leave the May wall up the whole time because that's not what it's there for. People that are bad with May use the wall as an actual wall. It Again, is there. Don't kill the messenger. No, no, yeah, I'm just I'm just explaining my line of reasoning here. There, that wall is designed to split teams off. The health doesn't really matter. I personally think it'd be better if you could shoot your own maze wall because I can't tell you how many times I'm screaming, take down your wall because yeah, it's a bad wall. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't think that does any... That doesn't uh, fucking maybe matter. Maybe it's a low-key Trump
1: protest. I don't know. <laughs> maybe.
2: I don't, I honestly don't see the point. If the May wall was 250, I don't think it would fucking matter because it's yeah. there to isolate someone and destroy them really quickly.
1: And nerf the
0: wall I mean, it's,
1: 2018.
2: It's a, yeah, like fi-
0: like 500 to 400, 400 help is still... A bunch of health to burn down really fast. And at most, at most tiers, that's just not going to happen.
2: And also, you know? hitting it with 400 damage doesn't actually kill the whole wall. It kills that pillar of the wall. Right? Yes. And I'm pretty so sure you can create a nice pillars. little choke point. I think there's four your, your t- to five pillars one that you still though, have to ultimately kill the whole wall with.
1: One thing, though, this is a relative buff to Bastion. Because a lot of people try to counter Bastion with May, and the wall going down even faster against uh, Bastion running like a pirate ship or something like that, along with the Batiste.
2: Batiste is a buff to Bastion. Yeah, yeah. The thing about
1: the ice wall with May, you're not supposed to
0: like, especially if it's like on a pirate ship, you're not actually supposed to put the ice wall in front of him. You're supposed to put the ice wall under under him. Under. So if they're putting it in front of him, they're doing it wrong anyway.
2: Right.
1: I mean. I'm just saying, I mean, there, there's a lot of interactions that you can have. Like, there's, there's a lot of places where I've seen a Bastion set up and play may a ice wall in front of him, get the point, take out the rest of his team, or get in a place where he can no longer shoot you or force him to reposition.
2: And it, it is effective if you need to get past him in a choke, like Volskaya first point, for instance. Right. And he's or in a little Numbani's doorway. Numbani's a big one, too. Yeah, you put it in front of him, you go on the other side of the truck, and then he has to reposition so he's not shooting at you, you know? Right. right.
0: Yeah, so, but let's move on. I get so tilted talking about fucking May. Fuck man. Moira, <laughs> biotic grasp, heal over time duration. A biotic grasp, heal over time duration increased from three to four seconds. Her total healing increased from 55 to 65. So she can put out more heals. These minor changes to Moira make passive healing effect on biotic, biotic grasp slightly more effective when topping off an ally's health. Orissa, fusion driver, still buffing my baby. Movement speed <laughs> penalty while firing reduced from fifty percent to thirty percent. Praise the Overwatch gods! <laughs> did you mess
2: with this yet, Ja?
0: I haven't messed with it yet. She I, feels I, great shooting. Well, first of all, Arissa has always felt great. Thank you. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> you know I love Arissa almost as much as you do. Thank
1: you. Like
0: so, like yeah, like
1: but now it's I like they just. I didn't realize that we were all there. three Arissa lovers. Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <I> love <laughs> Ar- Arissa
2: is a monster. I mean, I remember when they did the last. Shield reorganization. I was telling Kinder, I was like, "Dude, Arisa is going to be mean now." And every time I play Arissa, I'm on fire the whole map.
0: And it also means like when people are coming into the shield, you can back up faster mm-hmm. as you're shooting. And like that extra, like that extra second, you know, is helpful. To keeping her yeah. alive and killing an enemy, if you're hitting your shots, which right. I mean,
1: she she feels swift while shooting. I she she shoots freaking tree trunks, so you better be hitting your shots.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it says as a defensive tank, Arissa can have trouble pushing forward with the team, allowing Arissa to move faster while firing. Should make it easier to apply pressure on the enemy team and use her barrier and pro- proactive ways. The problem with Arissa on offense is the barrier, is the fact that like yeah. if they actually want to help out with her pushing forward. Uh, on attack, the barrier cooldown is what is what it is. That that's and I what think if you decreased
2: on. her barrier cooldown, she'd be pretty broken.
0: Oh yeah, she yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All like, this does, like in my this opinion, developer
2: comments, I don't like the way they word it because, it, it, like, I I think the biggest buff to her here is to retreat while getting pushed and give you a little more time to get the fuck out of there and throw a halt in front of your shield. Exactly. It's not for pushing forward because if it you're definitely. trying to be offensive with Arissa, you're better off with Ryan. You just yes, saw
0: it, right, e- exactly. So, but no, like I, I mean, I like it, so it's it's all good. Farrah rocket launcher minimum explosion damage increased from sixteen point two five to twenty. This change sets the rocket launcher's minimum damage back to where it was before we rebalanced its direct impact and explosive damage in a recent patch. So this looks like a, a total oh, like a reversion. And it it is kind of a revision, but we have to remember that they buffed Farrah's direct impact damage. So now overall, Farrah is just way more powerful. Her splash damage is back to where it was, and her direct impact damage is still monstrous. So yeah. have fun with that.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this is definitely top down balancing, which is not a bad thing. But there's some things that are top down attempted top down balancing that don't make a whole lot of sense. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) this is kind of the deal, though, right?
0: I think if Blizzard always had a top-down balance approach, it would be way easier for the community to accept it and adjust to it. Right. But because they have the middle of the road where some are to help lower-level characters and some are low-level players and some are to help higher-level players, there's like some confusion there. But I'm not going to beat that dead horse again. Not this episode. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Soldier 76. Pulse rifle damage increased from 19 to 20. That's hopefully he's going like to swat that far a little faster since she's going to be fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, sprint. Delay before you can fire a weapon after using sprint. Reduced from 0.5 seconds to 0.3 seconds. I've tech tried visor, that. That
1: feels really good.
0: Yeah. tech Visor can target rip tire and immortality field. Um, which, yeah, I mean that's that's nice now because, you know it'll be... <laughs> Ooh, it sucks so bad uh it already sucked when you were a soldier and somebody did rip tire and you're like i can't shoot it you know uh <laughs> and now it's like somebody you pop fucking um attack visor and somebody just throws immortality shield up and you're like well shit well, <laughs> you, know, <I> <laughs> you know uh the developers comments are this change should potentially allow soldier 76 to kill an enemy hero one shot sooner reducing the time between when you use sprint and when you f- can fire should make the ability more fluid and responsive giving tech Visa the ability to j- to target junk rat's and baptiste god damn i did it again Baptiste's mort- <laughs> immortality field drone is a quality of life improvement since these are critical targets i was moving to sombra sombra hack cooldown is reduced by half when hacking health packs the cooldown on hack often made it feel less effective to target health packs instead of players. This is this will make both health packs and players viable. Hack this will make both health packs and player viable targets for hacking. Um, I agree. I gotta be honest though. Yeah. When I'm playing solo queue and I'm playing Sombra, I'm hacking the health pack for me. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, putting yeah. My, <laughs> I'm putting my my translocator down, and what I usually do is like I'll get into a fight, I'll translocate, and i'll pick up the health pack and then hack it so that more than likely it'll be like when i come back it'll be there again so yeah um,
1: and a lot of the time too like especially at the start of a uh, start of a match you'll hack it and then you'll have eight seconds downtime where you're like i gotta wait before i go in behind the team before i can really right. do any work and now since it's four seconds all right you can hack it start getting your ass back in position
0: well is the hack only five seconds though?
1: Like, uh I think ha- the base hack is 8 seconds and and now when seconds. you hack a health hack it's 4 I'd have to double check that. I thought they reduced the hack by quite a bit. No, yeah, like I, I thought they did.
2: Yeah, I thought they they reduced the amount of time it takes to hack someone.
1: Yeah, the actual like you know that the cast that, time I think was reduced. Well, they reduced like the cast time, out. but I thought the the
0: re, um the CD was also reduced. Uh I'm actually looking it up right now. Uh yeah, cooldown 8 seconds. 2 seconds broken. I don't know what that means, I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, that so, means yeah. <laughs> if someone
2: doesn't get hacked, then if, it if resets you're shot after during two, hack, yeah. 2 seconds. Yeah, okay,
0: Gotcha. All right. So, Torbjorn base health increased by 50 armor, 250 max health. Overload armor gain reduced from 150 to uh, from 150 to 100. Aww.
1: So. <laughs> no more your your overload
0: still gives you, like, you'll have the same maximum health. However, his recoverable armor is now more. So, Oh, okay. okay. And what they say is Torbjorn's... It's a buff.
2: Yeah.
0: Torbjorn's survivability was a bit low, so we shifted some of his power from his overload ability to his base health. First of all... If you were dying all the time with Torbjorn, you fucking suck. Okay? You hold on. That's <laughs> a that god- <laughs> You hold on to that goddamn overload ability when we need to get the fuck out of there, right? And then you <laughs> pop a couple more shots as you're running backward, gun cocked to the side, the yell thug life as you're killing somebody on the way out. That's how <laughs> you use. the Torbjorn, like, dude, they- he didn't have a survivability issue. I'm sorry, I just have to disagree. Uh, with that, not to mention, you're talking about somebody who has a, a who has a second gun that targets and fires automatically. Like, come on, like no, his survivability is you dying. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> so I, I disagree with that, but you know, it's fifty extra armor. And we'll see well, how it and, goes. And right?
2: like you were just saying, this is the opposite of top down because yeah. this is to prop up the lower le- level that dies too often because they don't know how to play the character well. So, uh,
0: I don't think it's going to make Torp overpowered. I think it's just unnecessary. It's one of those buffs again. Agreed. So Widowmaker, Infrasight reveals enemy health bar. So now, you know, you can, depending on, it just gives more information now, which I don't have a problem with. I think it's kind of cool. However, now, if you kill the Widowmaker, it is canceled on death yeah so i'm like okay that's a nice trade-off
1: yeah i mean the health bars that's huge intel like if you got somebody that's kind of low next to you you're like do i take this fight or do i not take this fight and my computer's like, trying to go to sleep
0: that's <laughs> like if they gave sombra's ability to everybody the um oh god what is it actually called the passive um, opportunist that's what they gave right. opportunist to everybody where you can see somebody on are low health so no that's that's good
2: it's nice too because if you win the widow v widow uh fight when you both have wall hacks you have now had a huge advantage to the team fight right because they can't see you but you can see everyone and know who's low
0: so true so all right and for wrecking ball adaptive shield no longer cancels roll mode uh, in the developers comments this will make adaptive shields more powerful surviving tool since being forced out of roll mode oh god I did it again he did the roll same thing mode <laughs> left <laughs> wrecking ball more susceptible to fire so uh, i think this is, a, this is one of those top down buffs because it you know like if i want on the first point of hanamura and i'm spinning around the bell it will be nothing for me to just like detach myself hit somebody come out in a you know, roll Use the adaptive shield, go back into role, and then like your your tether is almost ready again at that point, right? Uh, so this is definitely uh, to help him, I think, in in the in the higher levels. So I am not, I'm not opposed to it, to be honest with you. I'm not opposed to it. He's gonna so be I, strong. you gonna be strong, but <laughs> he's still one of those characters, like he's still uh, you know a high skill level character to be used effectively, to be honest with you. I mean, I he, see people. He definitely
2: takes a lot of work to figure out. I've been playing nothing but him leveling up my alt uh, and I've gotten a pretty good hang of him now. He's, he's powerful. Once you put in the time to learn him, he he definitely is. Yeah. So, but he's, again, he's one of those niche characters. He's not effective in every comp and every map. He's a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. So mm-hmm. if you know his limits and his capabilities, he's very effective where effective. And this just right. makes him more effective
0: it does like this is a this is these are this is a bunch of changes that will definitely shake up the meta i think a bit or maybe uh, allow for some new compositions but you know everybody thing on everybody's minds is goats right and i just don't see even with the new character and these changes they're making really affecting goats which i'm fine because i've stated it before i don't want blizzard making balance changes Specifically to kill a composition, I I don't want that, you know. I mean, they made a character to kill a specific composition, and we see what happened with that. We talked about that <laughs> earlier, you know. And I think uh I don't know. Maybe we're coming up. We're coming across year three at this point. You know, we just got a couple months out from you know being in in, in the in the third. Well, you know, having the th- third year anniversary, and. Maybe we'll, you know, get a bit of a slowdown with the balance patches and maybe they'll allow the community to work some shit out on their own a bit more. Or maybe I'm just dreaming. I don't know. I'm a fucking dreamer, guys. I'm a fucking dreamer. <laughs> so we'll see. But um the last thing I want to just touch on before we, you know, finish up here is what does Overwatch look like going forward with what we're seeing? Like, with these damage, with these changes, like, it really feels like, with the changes they've made over the last few months and these changes here, they have done a lot of focus on making sure you could pump out damage. Right? Um, out of all the things that have come come around recently, the most, the biggest thing, that sustainability, really has been that immortality shield, right? And obviously, you get a new healer on top of that. But it really, I don't know, and maybe i'm just reading too much into it but it feels like they're trying to push overwatch into a more of a shooter shooter where your damage matters more you know because the 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 problem not the problem sorry but the the biggest challenge of overwatch since it's come out has always been teamwork that's the thing overwatch isn't wasn't always incredibly mechanically challenging there are only a few characters that were incredibly mechanically challenging right uh, but it was always like synergizing and coming up with comps and executing and playing together that was overwatch's challenge now it, it feels like it's going to get a bit more shooty like you know the last character they pushed out was ash and now we have Batisse. and he has he's got a powerful fucking gun you know that will reward you for having good tracking and good positioning and you know stuff like that so Like I said, I could just be looking too deep into it, you know, and we don't know what the next new character is going to be like. And that character is going to be out like in late June, early July. So is that character also going to focus on shooting mechanics as well as going to focus on damage? Like, what do you guys think? You
2: want to go ahead, dude? Yeah, sure. I think they're making higher skill tiered characters for design. So if we look at the last three characters released... Hammond, Ash, Batiste, all three of them, I think Ash is, all three of them are three-star heroes. Um, So they're, again, more mechanically challenging, even not in the shooting McShooterson aspect of Hammond, but it's still mechanics and having to have a higher game sense to be more effective with these heroes, which I I think is a good thing, personally. Um, It adds some extra level of skill gap to it. Um, So I hope they keep doing this. You know? Yeah. Um,
1: I, I think with these being mechanically demanding, it's all geared towards OWL play. Like front and center, you know, we want to see badass plays from the pros, we want to see cool stuff happening. Uh, I think a lot of it's geared that way. But I personally think that the next hero is probably gonna be a tank and probably gonna be something I don't know, probably probably something focused towards doing the tank's job. You know, that's not Hammond, you know. Um, I'm going to assume they're going to be a main tank role. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a shield tank or not. Um, but I don't think, I mean, it's certainly possible to make a mechanically demanding tank, but I don't know that it would fit the game too well to have a seriously mechanically demanding tank. If, if that makes any sense, you know what I mean? Um, of course we have Hammond, but he's also not, doing the main tank job in a traditional sense. Uh, So I think we'll probably end up seeing something, um, maybe not traditionally like with a shield like Reinhardt, but maybe someone that uh, casts barrier on a character. Um, Something along those lines, maybe.
0: No more barriers. (laughs) (laughs) Get better positioning.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean... Get better positioning. Well, I mean, if you lose i mean i I guess zarya already kind of technically does that kind of job and i don't know exactly how it would work but maybe like throw a a little shield down somewhere like multiple shields kind of like Arissa shields that are smaller and provide smaller cover you know what i mean maybe something along those lines
0: get better positioning
1: i think (laughs) i honestly think they really should be focusing
0: on maps and map design to try to force different styles of play oh definitely so I think, you know, their map philosophy is pretty much, well, can Widowmaker play on this map? Can Batiste play on this map? Can Hammond play on this map? Can everybody play on this map? Well, you know,
2: and then they also in every map, I feel like we've talked about they need to quit being so restrictive with those tight chokes. And then in Paris, they introduce the tightest choke in the game that we've ever seen that literally forces you on first point if you don't play Reinhardt, good luck getting through to the choke. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't like that they keep forcing you down one avenue and that's the only place you can go. There needs to be two points of entry to an area of a fight, you know? And that's I, I think that that opens things up to having more comps, you know?
3: Yeah,
0: it does. That's why I think they need to focus more so on the map design, but not going to get big into that. Like I said, we're going to do a whole nother episode tomorrow. So, <laughs> And I'm glad we're not doing the other half of the episode now because it's already been 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't be a WPR if it wasn't. Anyway, we're going to start closing up now. Uh, like I said, community questions and community feedback we're going to get into tomorrow. We're going to talk all about that. Probably have another goddamn 90-minute show. Um, oh and let's see. What is that? It's an old goody yeah <laughs> uh in terms of community involvement, uh we do have a monthly community episode. It should be out this week uh so look out for that, like I said earlier. um like we have the rank rolls and discords in discord so and i we did add an o w diamond roll now, so actually, I still didn't put it into instructions. I'm sorry like if you just if you use the same command but do join o w diamond it'll add you to the diamond roll. And and that's in there now. So, I have more and more people joining every day and using the Discord roles. So, uh, you know, feel free to hop in there. We're still looking for low-ranking players to help other low-ranking players. So, please, even if you're in a lower rank like Bronze or Silver, you are more than welcome to to come in and, uh, you know, either help other players or get help. It's whatever. So. Uh there this is yeah, March 1st is on Friday, so that should be the Xbox game night. Uh I believe Meloetti Yeti said he was definitely doing it. I think it's starting at nine PM Eastern Standard Time. Uh so if you're on Xbox, you know, hop in there for the Xbox game night. I do believe I am going to make this one. I mean I kinda have to. I haven't been to a console game night in months, it feels like, since I moved, especially. I haven't been to a console game night since like November. So I am gonna uh, try my best to make sure I'm there this Friday and also for the next PS4 game night, which I'm not necessarily sure when the next one is. Uh we'll have to you know just reach out to Death Squad OG in the Discord and uh I'm they're already they're always organizing games in the PS4 uh channel. I like, I see that channel moving constantly. So talk to those guys. They play on a regular basis and they are also and like i said death squad OG organizes game night so definitely hop in there and dude you have the the watchers tournament
2: uh scheduled yep. for this week um for the week the only games remaining are tomorrow which are at eight o'clock and ten o'clock um i'll be casting both of them so come and join in on the fun all right
0: and uh, with that, we'll start closing. Uh, listen to Prepare to Attack. If you're looking to get acquainted with new characters or uh, characters you don't play, or just looking to get better at the characters you do play, we are actively working to get new Prepare to, con- uh, their Prepare to Attack content out. So, you know, once we have more information, we will, you know, let you guys know. Uh, we do live stream every Tuesday, so usually sometime between 9 and 10. We even start a little later this, this today. Because uh, we had so much to cover. We goddamn almost had an episode before we started the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So like I said, we do live stream every Tuesday. I would just follow and you'll get the notification when we go live. If you uh, want to, we do want to hear about your Overwatch story. So we'll get into our contact info here in a little bit. And uh, we like I mentioned before, we do have a PS4 community and an Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And if you're on PS4 or Xbox, you know, join those communities and you'll, you know, you can keep up with what's going on in those consoles and uh, what's up going on with the game nights. And like I said before, we'd also like you to join Discord. We'd love to have you there. It's discord.me slash buttons. And I always talk about Heroes of Overwatch. It is a Facebook Overwatch group that if you just want to keep up with news or see memes or just find new players to play with, you can check them out as well. I want to thank everybody for listening. And do uh, you guys want to give your social media info.
1: You can find me on Twitter at NerfkinderPlease, that's PLS. Uh, And you can find me on YouTube by the same name. And now on Origin, if you want to play Apex Legends with me, because that game is fun as shit. I don't care what you guys say.
0: (laughs) I never said it was a bad game. I just said I wouldn't play it by myself, even though I did play it by myself. You definitely played it by yourself. You totally did. (laughs) yeah but I just had to make sure it was you guys bringing me down and not myself
1: oh okay I... <laughs> you did you did uh-huh. see that picture I posted where I had six kills in a game <laughs> didn't you Uh huh. so then it's dude then it's dude's fault
2: totally say. dude <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had like three kills at one game so <laughs> um, and you can catch me on Twitter sucking the big D at Apex Legends um, on the dude abides underscore B uh, uh brs right. are not my forte you know i'm gonna so. clip that that
1: audio oh, right me. there and then i'm gonna edit out uh find me <laughs> on the you can just find me sucking the big d <laughs> dude. <clip laughs>
2: that. that's fine no problems here uh all right and you can
0: find me on twitter at church of jaw when i do stream i stream on this channel which twitch.tv slash smash those buttons even though recently i've been having like running obs during games has been actually dropping my frames in game for some reason like I uh, know I played Anthem the other day on stream just to show everybody what it kind of plays like. And my performance was not top tier. But either way, uh, when I do stream, when I get that all figured out. Um,
2: well, why would not, you play I'm the fine. game when you can just read about all the reviews and tell you how bad it is?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny, man. Like I'm not going to get into it because this is Watchpoint Radio, but we could talk about a post-show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway. Um, we've had the talk, like, I think, three times already this week. We've had the <laughs> talk, <back there. laughs> Back to yeah, Anthem. So uh
0: yeah, we'd yeah, like back encourage to encourage you guys. <laughs> yeah, back to yeah. <laughs> We'd like to encourage you guys to reach out to us and contact the show with your comments and questions or your overwatch stories. So you can do that by emailing at Or you can reach out to us on Twitter or talk to us on Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Um and like I said, we're gonna have a whole episode where people reached out to us tomorrow. So uh look out for that. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show when you're here at Podcast Platform of Choice. If you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a patron, which is at patreon.com slash mash those buttons. You can also uh buy merch from our Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And you can also uh, become a Twitch follower, or a Twitch subscriber. We appreciate that as well. And uh, we definitely have to be better for you guys. So
1: we need to put, we put more Twitch content up. I just realized that, that made... my name on here was Capitalist Kinder throughout the whole show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, we are done. And I'm really glad we decided to put this in the two episodes. (laughs) You guys have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashowsbuttonscom slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division too, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest at Mash Those Buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, and youtube.com slash buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community, so just go to discord.me slash mashthosebuttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.